Hey guys, thanks again for joining me for this last episode of Puff Puff Sass for 2019. It is just about a wrap. Can't believe it, but it's here. Uh, so for this holiday, I am visiting my mom in the city in New York. Whoa, and these girls are just passing me now with like, their New Year's Eve uh, outfits on. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, pardon the distraction but um this holiday has been a uh, very family focused and uh spirituality or spiritual focus um yeah just like focusing on like quieting your heart and listening to god uh and it's been really uh sweet i guess like, that's the best way i can uh say it and you know i'm not sure if this is a good practice for while you're in church <laughs> but my mom and i went to mass the other day and i actually it was christmas eve mass um and i recorded it and i just wanted to share that with you like i don't have a whole lot to say about the holidays or you know new year new me type of goals and things like that um i know everybody has things that they're working on we try to continuously work and develop ourselves every day um this is just like a really good time for us to do some reflecting and to do that with our loved ones around and so for this episode i'll be sharing um a mass with you if anyone is catholic and can appreciate that um that would be awesome and then um maybe at, towards the end i'll also include some sounds of the street because i've just been like randomly recording things um like while i'm walking um down at the train station just like you know stand clear of the closing doors please <laughs> and just like random stuff like that so i hope everybody had a great year i'm looking forward to 2020 um just like hoping to get like really great news in uh like all areas of life and i just like pray that for everyone else as well just like more life more love more blessings to everyone um and if you hear this and you share it with someone you know more light and love and blessings to them as well so that everybody can grow and prosper yeah bless
You have made manifest your love. When a need for a Savior was great, you sent your Son to be born of the Virgin Mary. To our lives, he brings joy, peace, justice, mercy, and love. Lord, bless all who look upon this manger. May it remind us of the humble birth of Jesus and raise up our thoughts to him who is God with us and Savior of all who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen.
So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over the flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the beautiful elements of the Christmas story is how the angels appear at that next to the shepherds at night, shining upon them with the glory of God. And at first, understandably, the shepherds are afraid, but the angel commands, comforts them with the commandment given over and over again in the Bible, do not be afraid. The angel tells the shepherds to embrace the moment, the great joy of what it is that he is announcing to them. And it's really an incredible scene here in the middle of the fields in the darkness of night. This angel comes and speaks to these poor frightened people. The angel is then joined by a bunch of other angels, all of them now singing glory to God and announcing the peace of God's love for all men and women. And I'm sure the singing was very beautiful and the shepherds must have been disappointed when the singing finished and the angels returned to heaven. They may also have been a little relieved when this strange, brilliant light and this heavenly music stopped and they looked around and saw their familiar earthly darkness. The angels had departed and the music had stopped, but I'm sure there was still a trace of the heavenly glow in their souls. The shepherds are now curious and they say to each other, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They want to see the child lying in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. 
So they set off, leaving their heavenly experience behind them, looking for this earthly sign. But what is it that they find? Just a regular newborn baby boy lying in a barn in the trough that's usually used to feed animals. There's practically nothing really worth seeing here. After this incredible experience of the angel's proclamation and the heavenly singing, the shepherds end up in a very ordinary scene, something that I'm sure they're all familiar with, the birth of a child, a poor one at that. And so here they are at this event, an event that's really very human and really very ordinary, except that it's the promised sign. Here is the child lying in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, just as the angel had said. It's the promised sign and it fits. Listen to the gospel and listen to what's happening here. These poor, uneducated, simple shepherds are in the field. They hear the proclamation of the angel and they get caught up in this heavenly experience that sends them from heaven to earth, that sends them from light into darkness, that sends them from the extraordinary now down to the ordinary, from the splendor above into the poverty below. And here they're given the confirmation that they need. Here is the child wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Listen to this. God has taken the same path they have. And that's what we celebrate this evening. God has left God's glory behind to come into a dark world below. God has left God's glory and descended into the insignificance of a little child, into the poverty of the crib, or in this case, the poverty of the manger. And so what does that mean for us as Christians? We're placed here on earth, here in what many of us would consider the greatest city in the world, here on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And I'm sure all of us on some level searching for God in our lives. And to help us to find God, we're placed on the streets of the world, sent to live among our brothers and sisters, some of whom are poor, some of whom suffer, some of whom are hungry, some of whom thirst, some of whom are naked, some of whom are sick, some of whom are in prison. This is our place, each of us. As Christians, we're called to identify with all of them. And that's the great joy that's proclaimed today on Christmas, that God has sent a Savior to us we who may be poor or troubled in need of liberation, God comes to set us free. And at the same time, he asks us to be companions to our brothers and sisters who are poor and troubled and in need of liberation. The Christmas story of shepherds challenges each one of us. Do we have the courage? Do we have the faith to walk that journey, the road that leads from God's glory to the figure of the poor child lying in a manger? As Christians, we're called to take the journey of the shepherds 
to go from heaven through the world down to the lost. We're each given a call that's beyond our own comfort, our own false sense of peace. If I stay blocked within myself, if I seek myself, I'll not find the peace that is promised to the one on whom God's favor rests. And so we come into this magnificent church, this glorious Easter night, create a Christmas night. We forget the problems of the world we live in and the problems in our own lives. At times, it can seem like we're surrounded by so much injustice, so much darkness. And Christmas reminds us that we can't get discouraged, that we can't lose faith in the mission of what it means to follow Christ, a mission that was once so bright, joyous, and filled with peace. We can't lose the hope that as we take our journey through life, we too will find the poor child wrapped in swaddling clothes. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. This day is born a Savior. He comes from the bliss of life with the Father into the darkness of this world and ultimately to the seemingly meaningless death on a cross between two criminals. Jesus comes into our world with the awareness of doing God's will. He comes with the unceasing prayer that the Father's will should be done on the dark earth as it is in the brightness of heaven. And Jesus comes rejoicing that the Father had hidden <coughs> And hidden these things from the wise and revealed them to babies, to the simple and to the poor. He comes to guide us, assuring us that he is the way, that he is the truth, that he is the life. He comes to tell us that we need to learn to lose our lives in order to find them. We need to grow beyond our own insecurities into a truth that's greater than we are and greater than ourselves. The world around us at times may seem dark, and our dedication at times may feel unproductive and worthless. But Jesus assures us, as the angel reassured the shepherds, do not be afraid. We are on God's path. Don't let your hearts be troubled. <coughs> have faith in God and have faith in me. <coughs> he walks before us blaming the trail of Christian love for us. And all those who deny themselves in order to carry out love's commandments are on the right path. And miracles happen on this path. Apparently insignificant miracles that are hardly noticed by anyone. The very finding of an infant child wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Isn't this a miracle? And then there are the miracles where you and I become instruments of God's peace, God's instrument of love. The miracles where we bring God's joy and love into the heart of another person who only might know despair, grief, and loneliness. It's one of the great joys of Christmas. Even those who don't fully understand Jesus as the center of this great feast, they may not understand but they do understand that this is a time to reach out, to love one another. Christmas, it's a celebration of love. It's a celebration 
of fraternity, of brotherhood, sisterhood, a celebration of miracles where we can help others to feel good and we can feel loved. And so what we celebrate tonight is so beautiful, it's so significant. Tonight on Christmas, like some 2,000 years ago, God has started out on a journey towards us and nothing till the world's end will stop God from coming to us and dwelling in us. And like 2,000 years ago and every day since, nothing will ever stop God from loving us unconditionally and abundantly. God is Emmanuel. We have nothing to fear. God comes to give us the greatest gift of all, the gift of himself. And the fruits of this gift is the peace of Christ, a life that should be free from anxiety, that should be free from fear. Don't let your hearts be troubled. We are loved by a God who sent his son so that you and I might have life. Merry Christmas.
God, the Almighty Father. May the oblation of this day's feast be pleasing to you, O Lord, we pray, that through this most holy exchange we may be found in the likeness of Christ, in whom our nature is united to you, who lives and reigns forever and ever. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. From the feast of this awe-filled mystery, through, though invisible in his own divine nature, he has appeared visibly in ours, and begotten before all ages, he has begun to exist in time, so that raising up in himself all that was cast down, he might restore unity to all creation and call straying humanity back to the heavenly kingdom. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Christ, 
Blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damian, and all your saints, we ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things we may be defended in your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family, order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, <clears throat> he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Your holy angels to your altar on high, 
in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar may receive the most holy body and blood of your Son, may be filled with every great grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace. And to us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy martyrs and apostles, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints, admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us through him, and with him, and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever.
Join us in singing our communion hymn, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, found here at the program.
participation in the feast of our Redeemer's nativity may through an honorable way of life become worthy of union with him who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. I'd like to thank Jason and the choir for beautiful music. Thank you. 